What if you could be doing something smarter with your money that creates income now? If you're wanting to get ahead financially and enjoy greater freedom of choice, if you want a comfortable retirement and you know you'll have more choices if you can do more with your money now, if you've wondered who else is creating ways to make their money work for them and you want actionable ideas with honest pros and cons and no fluff, welcome to the Richer Geek Podcast. We're here helping people find creative ways to build wealth and financial freedom. I'm Mike Stoller, and in this podcast, you'll hear from others who are already doing these things and learn how you can too. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Richard Geek. I'm happy to have on our podcast Louis O'Connor, all the way from Ireland. He's the founder and principal of Strategic Metals Invest. They're the only industry supplier in the world to offer private investors the option to purchase and profit from owning strategic metals. How are you doing, Louis? Very well. <clears throat> Sorry, excuse me, Mike. I'm very well. I'm very happy to be here. Thank you. So we've had gold and uh, you know <coughs> lithium and titanium, you know, some of the other different stuff and different mining things and uh Strategic metals is, is the first time we've had that. What is, I know what strategic is, but how, what is it in the metal business? Yeah, good question to start, Mike, because um, strategic metals, I mean, that's the name of my company, Strategic mm. Metals Invest, but it's basically an umbrella term for rare earth metals and mm. um, rare earth elements, which are basically the, the powdered form, what we call the oxide form of rare earths. And in America, for example, you'd probably, you'd also, people call them technology. The scientific term is rare earth metals, but mm -hmm. a lot of people would call them technology metals. Now we're also calling them green metals because they're critical to electric car battery, electric cars, solar power, wind power. So, so yeah, strategic, strategic metals is an umbrella term for, for those metals that are intrinsic to how we power or how we live our daily lives. Like for example, Indium, you couldn't swipe your phone without indium. There's about 12 rare earths in one one phone, you know. Mm. So um, they're in pretty much everything. Interesting. Now, when you say rare earth for our viewers, does it mean they're hard to find or there's not much of it? What is rare? Spoken like a true private uh, detective there, Mike. Um most people wouldn't ask that question because they're called rare earths. People think, mm. okay, so they're rare. But they're actually, they're not all that rare. They were considered rare when they were found first, discovered first, you know, hence the name. Mm. But there's, there's plenty of rare earths in the U.S. There's plenty. China has 50% of the world's mm. reserves. They're in Japan. They're in Australia. But what makes them scarce might be a better word is... China has gone over the last 30 years to they 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 produce more than 80% of the world's rare earths. Mm. Um, so they're the complete dominant market leader. Basically, what happened is China sort of understood before Europe, maybe before the US even, that rare earths were going to be the sort of backbone. The, they were going to be the raw materials that would be the backbone of manufacturing in the 21st century. 
And China did what China does with a 25, 30 year plan. And they, they've basically, you know, taken over the industry. They, they, they refine 87% of the world's rare earth. Mm-hmm. So the nearly complete domination. And, and that's very important. I know here in the States with uh, trying to find the, the EV batteries and trying to find the components for that, you know, because it's, it's kind of weird where there are certain states, California being one, all of a sudden they're like no gas powered cars. Everything has to be electric by, you know, no new gas cars are allowed to be sold uh, by 2035. And, but then some of the people like Musk and, and some of the miners are like, whoa, whoa, wait, wait a minute. We, we don't have the electricity for this. We don't have the rare metals for you to do that. And all of a sudden these other states are jumping on. Um, how do you see this? They kind of put you in as like, oh, you know, kind of a panic mode or like, is it because we're finding we're seeing two different sides of it. Um, yeah. Is there enough of the stuff? And will China let us have it? Or is there enough around the world? And I know South America has some. Um, is there enough? Well, it's a great question. Um, you're right. Um, you know, we like you mentioned um, by 2000 in California, 2035. We don't have the infrastructure yet in Europe or the US to cater for that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you know, even speaking militarily, there's, Three quarters of rare earths in, in uh, three quarters of a ton of rare earths in one F thirty five fighter jet. Um, to give you one example, like one of the there's ten of them that are strategic. One is called is called gallium. Right now, according to the Fraunhofer Institute in Switzerland, they reckon that the demand for gallium is nine times higher than the supply. Gallium has been up 50%, 50% a year every year for the last five years, and it's already up 40% a year. So, no, there's not enough in the supply chain. But for me, like for my, for my business and for our discussion tonight, that's good news because we offer private investors the opportunity to purchase and hold these, you know, uh, industrial-grade, high-value assets mm-hmm. Um, you know, store them just like it's the same paradigm as gold or silver, except the rare earths is what you're buying. And they have, you know, there's huge demand in all, all different industries. So, um, so you know, from a philosophical point of view, probably it's not great news for, for humanity, you know, um, but from a business point of view, as, a, as an investor, it's good news, you know. Absolutely. Yeah, it's because I, I think – Everyone, even the everyday folk, know that gold and silver is kind of the the steady eddies. You know, it's just it's it's going to be there, and as the economy goes up and down, and so does gold. But everyone is learning about these strategic metals or the rare earth metals, and they know that that is the future. Correct of Correct. of doing everything that you know, especially you know the uh, the being more green. You know, we need those. Uh, now, when people invest in you, are, are you a public company that people are purchasing shares of your stock or are you, how does that work? What are Okay. Yeah. Um, good question. So, um, no, we're not a public, we're a private company mm-hmm. and this might sound contradictory, but the, the most important thing we do is we are a commodities broker. 
So this little investment side I'm about to talk to you about, that's not the most important thing we do because if we were, like we're an industry supplier, so we're based in Frankfurt in Germany. I'm in Ireland, but our office is in Frankfurt. Uh, we have a vault in Frankfurt, very close to uh, 3,000 meters from what was Rhein-Main Air Base, um, which you're probably familiar with, yep. right beside Frankfurt Airport. So what we're doing, 85% of our business activities we're buying rare earths from producers, mostly in China, and then we resell them back to industry buyers. So we've buyers in more than 70 different countries. We've many clients in the US. We sell them to people who are making medical devices, uh, other, other um, brokers who are selling them to industry, aviation, um, electric cars, you know, the full gamut, you know? Yeah. So if we weren't an industry buyer, we couldn't offer the rare earths as an investment play. Do you know what I mean? If I was just a sales and marketing guy here who was sort of saying, okay, we're going to buy metals and then we're going to sell them to the U.S. Department of Defense in 10 years and we're all going to make loads of money. No, no, no. It doesn't work like that because no industry buyer will buy rare earths without the proper chain of custody, meaning you know where they were produced, who produced them, what the purity levels are, mm-hmm. analysis reports. You'll only get them from an industry supplier. For example, the U.S. Department of Defense, whoever they're buying their rare earths from for an F-35 or Boeing or whoever's making them, they're not just going to buy them off anybody. You know, they have to be, you know, full chain of custody. So, mm-hmm. so what we've done is we're 30 years as an industry supplier. And what happened was we bought this, the vault in Frankfurt that used to be a bunker in World War II. It was an air raid shelter. Mm-hmm. Bought that, converted it to a bank level secure vault, armed security, fully, fully insured. And we started, this is 12 years ago, we started because some of our industry clients were asking, could they store, could we store some of the materials on or they weren't quite ready for them, or they had, you know, they'd ordered enough for a few years and the powdered ones need need certain conditions, you know, so the purity levels don't deteriorate. So Industry buyers asked us, you know, could we store them? And then, we, and then the same. Funny enough, our first customers on the investment side were people who worked, who who worked in these industries and who were buying. Mm-hmm. They started, oh, could we buy them as an investment? So it just the idea came from there. We're the only company in the world to do it at this moment in time, but we're the only one qualified to do it because we're an industry supplier. Do you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. if, if we weren't doing business on a daily basis in rare earths, we couldn't uh, morally contemplate the investment side because, well, I suppose I'll just finish with this, Mike. The two guarantees we offer, I suppose, are our, our warranty statement, if you will, let's say to you, the investor, is one, we guarantee you're buying industrial-grade high-value assets that can be liquidated to any industry buyer, whether that's Tesla, BMW, USDOD, Siemens, doesn't matter. They're mm. industry standard. The second guarantee is we guarantee to liquidate them to an industry buyer when our clients are ready. If we weren't able to do both of those things, this would just be a sort of a joke, if you know what I mean. It mm-hmm. wouldn't work out. So are people buying like a, a, a share of your company or a share of uh, what am I getting? A, a royalty or a, you know? No, you physically own the the metals. The you know, metals. Yeah, you you actually physically take possession. 
Um, we highly, highly recommend you store them with us. But once you've paid for them and they've been delivered, they're your metals. If you wanted to move them to the US, you could. But it's just going to cost you money, you know. It's better to store with us because, one, they're being stored in an industrial standard facility. Two, when it's time to liquidate them, they can be liquidated in, you know, in a, in a few days. You don't even need to give 30 days. They're highly liquid product. Mm -hmm. So how do uh, the investors profit? Uh, I buy gallium from you or do yeah. I give you, here's $100,000 and I say, Heck, I don't know what any of these things are. Just buy some stuff, yeah, um, and make me a profit. You know how how do they when you sell my stuff? That's when I get the profit. Yeah, well, look, um, just as an example, a um, hundred thousand dollars, right? I mean, our minimum investment is ten thousand dollars. But if you wanted to invest a hundred thousand, I'd. I mean, I'd, obviously, we'd spend a bit of time together. I'd run through the metal. There's only ten, and I'd show you. Look. You know, these are the metals that are critical to solar energy. These are the ones for wind turbines. These are for electric cars. These are the ones for modern technology, all the devices we use. Um, and usually they overlap a bit. And you might say, you'd have a choice. Mike, you could say, okay, I, lo I, want, I just want to buy gallium. If you want to just buy gallium, that's your choice. Mm -hmm. But generally what we suggest is buy one of each. Buy $10,000 of each one because you're then invested in just about every industry that's growing today technology uh, sustainable energy medical devices aviation you're you know i think it was elon musk just said as well along the lines of don't just invest say in tesla or in apple invest in the raw materials they need because you're completely covering all your bases and and this is what you're doing so you would then physically own you know, one kilo or five kilos or whatever is of each one. And, you know, we store, we recommend, Mike, a three to five year play. Mm -hmm. um, it's at least one year is recommended. And I'll tell you why, because the, the uh, storage facility is a free trade zone. And if you keep them there for at least a year, there's no taxes, there's no import duties or, or VAT mm -hmm. when, you, when you sell them. Mm -hmm. Now, how do you make a profit? Well, to give you an idea, uh, the historical price and for for all metals, I'm not just going to give you one. The average gain for the last five years, every year, is 34.25%. So they're very, very good returns as of late. Um, so if you'd invested $100,000 five years ago, you'd be up to 270% at this moment in time. And let's say that you came to me, Louis, I've, you know, I've doubled my money. I want to take my original investment out or I want to take all my money out. Then you just give us a notice and we'll, we'll make you an offer that day, what the current price is. If you accept the offer, we'll send you an invoice. You okay the invoice and we'll sell them and you'll get your money in three to four working days. Yeah. Uh, and, and it seems like because of the type of metals they are, it's a little more on the, you know, in the one to 10, the low risk to high risk. Uh, I'm saying now that it's, I, I don't see this is unless we just create some other type of technology. Uh, it, I don't see this going away anywhere. And matter of fact, I see it just getting more rare or something. It's um, the demand is just going to grow and it's just going to be explode, exploding because of the, the green push. 
it, it, you're absolutely right. This is, we're just at the beginning of it's a new alternative asset class. We've only been offering them to, you know, to industry to sort of private investors for 12 years. It's a long time, but it's still a new asset class. But we're only at the beginning. Um, you know, like I'm telling you a lot about the pros, right? But let's mm-hmm. let's talk pros and cons to everything, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, you sort of nailed it there at the beginning. Um, you, you were just touching on the point of, like, let's say, for example, Indium I mentioned to you. I mean, let's suppose somebody came up with a better technology than Indium for swiping your phone next week. Yeah. All of a sudden, that demand for Indium is going to taper off. So that could bring the prices down, right? Um, that's the only, like in terms of, obviously every people have to do their due diligence. Like what I'm telling you is is fact, but they have to mm-hmm. find all this out for themselves. We can send them all the, the legal imprints and stuff. Mm-hmm. But once people do their due diligence, what they'll find is they're buying from an industry buyer who has 30 years in the industry um, and, and, it, and, and 12 years offering them as private investments. So there's no, you're as safe as you can be with any business that's 30 years in business. And they also, you know, the commodities we sell are in high demand. So there's not much risk there of any, you know, it's a German company. Germany's one of the leading trading economies in the world and, and, the, and the metals they offer are in huge demand all over the world. So that part of it is safe, they'll find out. So yeah, the cons could be one, uh, better technology for a certain metal comes along. Two, and this is a bit of a kicker, is China can play the rare, the rare earth's economic card. You know, I'll give you two examples, right? And it's all of this is hidden in plain sight, Mike. Like, you could Google this and you'll find it out in 10 minutes. And people are sort of amazed. Like, in 2010, China had a territorial dispute with Japan. And Japan detained a, a, a fishing, a trawler captain because he was fishing in disputed waters right in retaliation for that the chinese restricted the export of rare earths and we saw them we saw the sonam go up five times in value in the space of a few months because china controls this market they're, they're, you know they've you know they've they've won um now what happened there was the us japan europe took china to the w2o china lost but it didn't matter. I mean, in terms of people who'd invested in rare earths, they've made a profit, right? So they can play that economic card, right? The second thing China can do is because they have 87% of the world's production, and they did this last year, we had some of our metals double in value last year. And I'll tell you exactly why that happened is China doubled the value of, of electric cars they produced last year. So they're starting to keep more of these materials for themselves. And then prices are rising in the West, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very interesting, and you see that. In, I think every commodity, you know, we're seeing it in oil um, right now. So it's it's yeah. When you make someone mad or you do something, and they they have a controlling interest, it's it's up to them. You know, it's how they, mean or yeah. if they um, if they're in that position of strength. I mean, I know it myself when I'm when I'm arguing with my wife if I've won or lost. <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly uh, you, know, you know when you're in a position of strength and when you're you know but yeah you're you're 100 right um they like i tell you the way china sees this right it's not an economic fight it's a geopolitical strategy 30 years in the making mm. and what we offer investors is 
let's hack China's geopolitical strategy. How do we hack it? Well, they control the rare earths, mm -hmm. but you can hold them in Germany as an asset for when China escalates or you know restricts, prices will spike and you can sell and capitalize. That's the strategy. Now, as I always say, and look, I'm an investor first. I first invested in 2017. And as I always say, like at the bare minimum on a good day, I hold an asset that is in high demand and supply is sort of limited and subject to disruption. Mm -hmm. On a better day, I hold an asset where China dominates and China could restrict quotas. So it's a sort of a win-win as long as you're willing to stay in for three to five, even 10 years. Um, mm -hmm. And our historical pricing proves that. If anybody who invested five years ago is up, you know, 270%, I mean, it's way outperforms gold, um, SMP, you know, so... But it's just people don't know about it. That's why I'm here talking to you. We're in Europe. We, um, until very recently, we've done zero marketing, even in English, outside of sort of Germany, Austria, Switzerland. But we, we've just been going through, um, we've extended the storage capacity. We're expanding, expanding the, the uh, expanding the business. And now we're, we're sort of, uh, you know, going a bit more international, Ireland, UK, America. Look, I know US investors, will love this product. I mean, look, we already have quite a few clients, but um, U.S. Look, I'm European, but U.S. investors are more, they're a little bit more innovative. They probably, they're, they've a bit more adventure, I think, as well. And, and once they know the full story here, they go, okay, hold on a minute. You know, this sounds interesting. Exactly, because we are, we, we do push diversification, you know, on, on portfolios. We do it on our podcast and a lot of people in the States do that. And we always are, you know, the buy and hold type of um, speakers. You know, it's like you don't, I'm not into the day trading things like that. You, you diversify, put your money in and hold it. Yeah. You know, you can play with a little bit and things like that, but assets usually always go up. And, you know, where do you see the company I mean, are, can they invent, can you find other rare metals? You know, where do you see yourself three years from now, five years from now? Yeah. Uh, you touched on a little bit, you know, jumping over here in the States a little bit more. Where do you see uh, strategic metals invest in the near future and then maybe five, 10 years out? Okay. Great question um, about the, the metal too, because just this year they sort of discovered, if you will, a new name, a new metal. And now we'll find out its applications, you know, as we discussed earlier, um, it, it's just beginning like the, the, the world of, you know, it's, it's almost like rare earths. We're waiting for the world, you know, to be able to use them, you know, um, for example, you know, we didn't have all this modern technology 30 years ago. So they, they you know, they, they weren't being used for that, you know, um, our business, like we're a private company and we turn, we do, we do a lot of turnover. We do a high turnover, but we, you know, there's no, we will only grow to a certain size in terms of what we offer to investors because it has to be safe for the investor. And mm -hmm. um, to give you just an idea, our vault in Frankfurt has like two over 200 metric tons of rare earth. So it's, we've over 200,000 kilos in the inventory. It's the largest inventory of rare earths anywhere outside of China. 
only less than 25% of that inventory, Mike, is investor owned. So that ratio, you know, remember, it's a German company as well. Very, very conservative. Very, very honest. I mean, all mm-hmm. businesses need to be honest, but they're completely transparent. So they'll never sell more than 25% in investors. Why? Because they have a commitment to be able to liquidate those investors. So the ratio is sort of three to one, you know. So we will grow and we will expand. Um, I'll give you a little bit of a news, I suppose. It's very early days to be even saying this, but, um, you know, we sort of knew 12 years ago that we could see from our business that demand for rare earths is off the charts. And it's not, you know, nobody in the world would argue demand is going to decrease for these raw materials, you know. Not even the mother-in-law would argue <laughs> they're going to go down, right? Wow. Well, she might, but anyway, um, so, you know, demand is, is you know, and, and you know as well, and just in the last six months with Russia's aggression, mm-hmm. Europe now needs to wean its dependence off Russian oil and gas. How are they going to do that? Solar energy, wind turbines, mm-hmm. electric cars. So demand, you know, a year ago, you know, demand was off the charts. Now we're looking at, so you, you will see more production in the US. The US has rare earths. The only problem is, the U.S. Mountain Pass in California, the only producing facility in North America, they still have to send all the raw materials to be refined because China has 30 years more experience. Like, as you pointed out earlier, you're asking me, are they rare? And uh, you're trying to figure out why, you know, why would this make it a good investment? I can see where you're going. Now, here's, uh-huh. here's the, the answer to the whole thing. And I guarantee you, Mike, right? There's no more than 200 people in all of North America know this or are aware of this, even though it's only a couple of Google alerts away to find out, right? Mm-hmm. So here's the real deal. Um, what makes them expensive is, as, as we said, there's plenty of them in the US. They're in Australia, but they're never, they don't occur naturally. They're all together and they're always a byproduct of another raw material. So gallium, for example, is a byproduct of aluminum, mm. uh, you know, mining. So there'll never be more gallium without an, without an overproduction of aluminum. So they have to be extracted, then they have to be separated, and then they have to be refined. That's mm. what makes them expensive. Mm. Now, in the 1980s, you were, the U.S. was producing 60% of the world's rare earths. China wasn't producing much at all. And I think what happened was China understood before Europe and before the US how critical they were going to be for the 21st century. And what China legitimately did, they partnered with these companies in the US and different places in the world, and they legitimately moved all the refining to China. And they now have 30-year advantage on that. Um, the, the crucial role is you need not just geologists, but you need what's called a metallurgist. Mm-hmm. And there's only a handful of universities in the U.S. for the last 30 years graduating, you know, degrees in critical minerals and and metallurgy. I'll give you an idea on the scale, Mike. The U.S. has been graduating about 200 a year uh, for the last 30 years. China's graduating 200 a week. So we don't have the human capital in the U.S. or in Europe. I'm sorry. I'm not picking on the U.S. I'm talking about the U.S. because you're in the U.S. Europe is no better. In fact, Europe, we have no production here. You guys at least have production. Mm. Now, what's going to start to happen, though, is you will see, you know, in fact, if you look, you'll see that in a very rare occurrence of agreement, 
both President Trump and President Biden, probably the only thing they ever agreed on. They both signed executive orders recognizing the U.S. needs to wean their dependence off China. Right. Mm -hmm. So you're going to hear a lot of the politicians say we're going to, you know, we're China, you know, we're going to solve this. But the truth is that war is already over. That race is won and China has won. And then we as investors can profit from that. Mm -hmm. Sounds very it's. Very entertaining, very knowledgeable. You know, I appreciate you coming on. It's just something that we've all heard the terms, you know, but we just kind of pass it. Yeah, you know, rare earths and, you know, okay, whatever, you know. But to sit there and, and, and get down to the the nitty-gritty of, of why it's important. And everyone wants to know how you can profit off, off of something. That's just human nature, right? It's like, hey, how can I take yeah. advantage of all this stuff that's going on? and profit from it instead of just seeing everyone just spending money trying to develop these things. So it's, I appreciate you coming on. Uh, before I let you go, Louie, how can people find Strategic Metals Invest? Okay, so, uh, well, they can go, that's the website, so they can go to the website and mm-hmm. download the brochure, leave their name and email, and I'll contact them for some follow-up. Uh, they can even email, email me directly, uh, Louie. Uh, at strategicmetalsinvest.com, L-O-U-I-S. Mm-hmm. And if they mention, you know, uh, Mike, um, uh, that, you know, the podcast, I'll, you know, we, we look after them very well, of course, you know. Yeah, thank you. And uh, LinkedIn? Yeah, uh, I'm not, I think it's... Uh, just yeah, I Louis think I've O'Connor. got it. Uh, yeah, I, I see yeah. here, LinkedIn.com, and then uh, Louis O'Connor. And yeah. everybody, again, Strategic Metals with an S invest.com and louis l-o-u-i-s at strategic metals invest.com louis it's been absolutely wonderful uh i'm thinking you know i, I might just check out uh, strategic metals invest.com myself and uh, look at diversifying uh, a little bit of my portfolio and i appreciate you coming on and have a, a wonderful evening in ireland have a guinness for me all right take care thank you thanks for tuning in to the richer geek podcast where we're helping others find creative ways to build wealth and financial freedom for today's show notes including all the links and resources from our show and more information about our guests visit us at www.therichergeek.com slash podcast And don't forget to jump over to Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts and hit the subscribe button. Share with others who could benefit from listening. And leave a rating and review to get the podcast in front of more eyes. I appreciate you, and thanks for listening.